The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program, our sex tech segment with Dr. Jason Behrman. We're going to talk about Airbnb going all Orwellian on sex trade workers. We're going to talk about an app that analyzes your sperm count at home and finding your ideal genetic match. Could it be that your ideal partner is in your DNA? We'll find out all of that and more. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me your questions, your situations, uh, whatever it is, to laurie at drlaurie.com, or you could do that. Just go to the website, drlaurie.com, where we also have all the past podcasts, by the way, uh, and you can contact me through there. So I got an email, which was an update. If you've been listening for a while... You might remember this gentleman that wrote in who was married, whose wife was communicating with, uh, I guess, through Facebook or Facebook Messenger, what have you, with a gentleman from Nigeria who she supposedly fell in love with and sent him money. That typical romance scam Story, And then we had heard a follow-up that she had planned uh, or that she had gone to Nigeria or something like that or had been planning on it. Anyhow, so this is the update. Dr. Lori, I'm writing to give you an update on my situation. It has been six months since we last communicated. Boy, does time ever fly, too. Uh, We are getting a divorce this may i will be staying at the house with all four kids or should i call them young adults she has found an apartment in montreal and will be moving out the first of april we are still living in the same house and it can be a little tense the kids can sense it um my kids uh, have anxiety and all this stuff my wife is still in contact with the boy from nigeria Listen to this. I found out he was 19, not 24 years old. She is still sending him money. The last total I saw before she changed the account, which was in January, was $23,000. They plan to get married once the divorce is finalized so he can come to Canada. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. Um, My question for you and your listeners is, can't believe this is the only question, but is how long should I wait before I start dating again? I tried a dating site this year. My psychologist suggested I try to meet new people and for me to maybe get out of the house. I've been contacted by several very nice women and even had two dates. The problem, as soon as they know of my situation, they disappear like ghosts. That is why I wonder if it is too early for me to start dating. Should I wait till the divorce is settled or maybe dating sites are not the way to meet someone who is more understanding and sympathetic. 
I realized on Valentine's Day that I really miss having that special someone in my life. What would you suggest? What do your listeners suggest? I try to listen to you every night and when it's possible, and I really like the honesty of your listeners. So here we're talking again about the passion community coming together to help one another, right? So uh, you heard the situation. First of all, um, I don't know what's up with your wife who must be, if your kids are young adults, she's got to be what, 50s, something, whatever. She's going to marry a 19-year-old from Nigeria to get... This whole situation sounds so crazy to me. Um, Anyway, as for the dating, you're still living in the house. It makes dating complicated. It might just be easier if it's finalized. To be fair, for the women who may be looking for a relationship, unless you're just looking for fun and uh, kind of casual relationships, just make it clear that you are right now not interested in anything serious because you're not in a position to be in anything serious considering you're not even divorced yet and not e- she hasn't even moved out of the house yet. So uh, although I've got a couple of texters who say, one says start dating now, Um, another one says, I'm sorry, she is a total moron, date now. So these are from, um, I don't know, several guys, I think, who are telling you that you need to, uh, you need to move on. So dating apps are still like the way to go, although you, uh, getting out there is important, being involved in the community, um, taking part in things, taking courses, doing doing things. Another texter writes, and remove that woman from your house as she's toxic and broken and isn't good for your health to be around. Um, I would agree with that, that this is a very toxic situation. Um, at least we've been keeping track of you in the last year to see what she has put you through, which is a lot, and, uh, and quite unhealthy psychologically. And clearly, you talk about uh, from your wife's perspective, well, f- from your kid's perspective, rather, that they are um, they're having mental health issues as well, probably because this is a crazy situation. It really, really is. So if anybody wants to uh, help out and uh, what do you think this guy should do? He's just asking, should I start dating now? It's, it's how you feel. It's not really, you're going to have to find the the partners or the women who are okay with your situation. Um, you don't want to spend your whole first date talking about this whole situation. They're not your therapist. You don't want to put them in that. So it's very possible that they Um, they disappear because that's what the conversation goes around a lot. So you might not want to bring all that up at the beginning. Uh, hmm. Somebody says, geez, I thought I was the ultimate idiot. I gracefully bow to the queen of idiots. Yes, she's, uh, this is something, right? We're not talking about you, the writer, but your wife certainly is uh, not winning too many hearts uh, on this program, that's for sure. All right, I have another uh, another question that uh, people can answer as well, and we may just bring it up again tomorrow night, but 
Um, I'll, I'll read it to you now anyhow. I want to share something with you that happened to me today. I was picking up a few things at IGA and in the parking lot helped this young woman, likely in her late 20s, early th- 30s, load up her car with her groceries. We got to talking and I was in one of my humorous moods because I can be very funny at times. We parted ways and we met up again at Jean Coutu. I jokingly said, wow, if this is not fate, I don't know what is. How can an older guy run into the same beautiful young lady twice in the same day? She laughed and asked me if I was here uh, picking up my Viagra. Told her, of course, I buy it by the carton, never want to run out. She asked me if I would like to go for coffee with her at Second Cup, and I figured... Why not? We got to talking, and she told me how she is back, living with her mom, bad divorce, two kids, blah, blah. To make a long story short, she came on to me and almost outright asked me to take her back to my place and have sex with her. I told her I'm 60, average looking for my age. Why would you want me? You can have any guy you want. Her answer was, I like you. You make me laugh. You're a nice guy. I want it, and I know you want it too, and I have the time, something I don't have too much of lately. I am proud to say as much as I wanted it, could have done it, and no one would have known I declined. This is what went through my mind. Take her, no one will know, and it will be great, no string sex, and she is hot, but it is cheating, and what if my girlfriend finds out? Sex is great with her, and trust will be lost. Not to say I will have to live with the guilt forever. Nothing worse than seeing my girlfriend cry, and for what? Maybe an hour of sex? After I declined, we talked a bit longer, made her laugh more, and parted ways. Now I feel guilty even going for a coffee with her. My question is this. If this happened to you or to your husband and you told, and he told you, how would one react? Or would you think he, he would be best to say nothing? Yes, I know. Maybe I should not have gone for coffee in the first place. So your guilt is acting properly here. And I, I want people to think about this because I think we're going to come back to this tomorrow evening. It's, a, it's quite a... a it's an interesting situation. Do you fess up to your partner? Do you not fess up? Do you tell them, is this kind of thing better left um, unsaid, basically? So we'll pick this up tomorrow on our Trouble Tuesdays. I think it uh, makes a good conversation for all of us to be having in our little passion um, community here. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Once a month on this show, we focus on technology and its impact on uh, sexuality and relationships. It's uh, our sex tech segment with my special guest, uh, Dr. Jason Behrman. He is the Director of Marketing and Communications in an artificial intelligence firm, and uh, he brings us always something new. I, I know you have to pick apart for, like many things because every month there's been like I don't know. I don't know how many new developments every single month, but it never seems to end uh, the amount of things that come up that are scary <laughs> when it comes to technology. So I don't know much about technology. I'm just basic stuff. So Dr. Behrman really like opens up the eyes here <laughs> quite a bit and usually scares the bejesus out of us. All right. Uh, Airbnb goes Orwellian. 
What the heck's going on with Airbnb and sex workers? Are they picking on them? What's going on? Well, first off, hi, Lori. It's hi. great to see you again and uh, say hi to all the listeners. So, yeah, Airbnb, you know, this really famous platform that has mm-hmm. uh, allowed so many people to become their own kind of like landlords, I yep. guess you could say. And it's become so disruptive, this company, that it's actually causing huge disruptions in real estate and the availability of rental properties here in Montreal. The problem it's has true. become so big that they need to, uh, you know, maybe clamp down on this or on this uh, corporation because it's just too popular. Every day you're hearing stories in the news all the time about these uh, of regulations and things like that. So yeah, yeah. so um, at first when they first pitched the idea, the the co-founders of Airbnb, people thought it was crazy. Like, why would you ever allow like a stranger into your house? You know, and like somebody that 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 would live there. Like people just thought it was like too good to be true. Like nobody would ever do something this crazy. Right. But it turns out that yeah, a lot of people jumped on board, and um, and you know for the most part, the the vast majority of Airbnb stays happen without incidents. Right. But there are a few sensational cases in the media where people will come and they'll have like a drug fueled orgy mm-hmm. at somebody's house mm-hmm. or like have this like crazy party. And so Airbnb obviously has to be responsible in situations like this and they want to avoid any kind of problems whatsoever. So they have something new and it's called a trait analyzer. And this is new technology they acquired by buying a, a startup. And it's a, it's an artificial intelligence-based uh, tool that pretty much does an extensive background check on you as like a user on the Airbnb platform. Okay. And it will do a background check on you and to see whether or not you would be like a good either a host or someone who would be staying in someone's home to make sure that you're not someone that yeah. could cause problems. That makes sense, no? The- Totally, it makes sense. And so um, they say that it will give you like a a social credit score if you're like good, bad, or like, you know, just a regular (laughs) Joe. Okay. And um, it will flag you if it finds a suspicious activity associated with you and your identity online. Like? So they will go and do like uh, this. This is all automated through uh, AI powered algorithms and they will scrape all over the web and will try to find as much information it can find on you. And sometimes it will uh, pair. Uh, whatever it finds on you with something called secure third-party databases. So okay. that's pretty much like all that information all those corporations have collected on you that we've been talking about yes. again and again, like all those dating apps that seem to hoover up all the information as possible and then sell it to other uh, corporations, all that information on you. Oh, great. Well, Airbnb is doing this. And um, they have a patent on uh, this technology from the company that they purchased. And they will be scanning all this information that they find about you online to see if you, A, have like fake profiles. And if you're like impersonating somebody, you shouldn't be. So that will give like a red flag. You're not very trustworthy. They will search you for uh, character traits, psychometric traits such as openness and conscientiousness, neuroticism, (sighs) involvement in crimes, narcissism, Uh Machiavellianism, or psychopathy. And then you'll be docked and uh, deemed untrustworthy. Now, where it gets Uh, a little bit more complicated, because I I don't want the the Machiavellian person in my home either. I understand you want to stay away from psychopaths and people who have no conscience and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. How are they finding those psychometric measures, though? You remember Cambridge Analytica, that whole scandal where they were able to promote uh, propaganda to different people? Yes. That was all based on psychometric tests, so uh, measures of personality, such as your openness, conscientiousness, 
agreeableness, uh, extroversion, and neuroticism. Right. And a lot of them that was uh, collected by uh, your activities on Facebook and social media. So this information. So what you're is clicking available. on, what you're like, all of that information. So if you click on animal loving things mm -hmm. or things like that, that would give you, I guess, like a certain profile. Or, or if sometimes you... you can do just like basic tests online. Like uh, a lot of people did not know this, but remember, uh, like a back in the day, these were really popular. But they were like, "What color are you?" Or like, "What sex oh, in the yes, city character yes, are you?" Yes, yes, like, They still do them on Facebook. If, if you could live anywhere, what would be your ideal city? Well, a lot of these were taken down because they actually turned out to be psychometric tests in disguise, and they were just gaining information on like how <laughs> open-minded you are, how liberal you Watch are. Watch out, folks, when yeah. you do those little uh, Facebook tests. Okay. Yeah. So where this starts getting really weird is that they say explicitly, Airbnb, is that you will be assessed for... Uh, um uh, for traits that are associated and scored poorly, I must say, if you have, if there's like keywords, images, or videos associated with you uh, consuming drugs or alcohol, participating in hateful websites like hate speech or mm -hmm. like neo-Nazi kind of websites, or if you participated in sex work or pornography. And on multiple episodes of Passion, I was describing new technologies such as facial recognition mm -hmm. technology that makes it very easy for you to identify someone who may have been an escort or somebody who has participated in the adult film industry, which are legal activities for the most part, especially right. here in Canada. But they say that they don't want people who uh, participate in the adult industry being like tenants or using Airbnb to find lodging because they're afraid that they might use the, the lodging or somebody's home in order to engage in these activities. And regular people don't engage in sex in when they rent a place hello it's hello. like a hotel room or whatever that's mm. ridiculous yeah so it's a little bit strange because this gets a bit orwellian where you have a corporation that is behind your back uh, scanning everything that it could find possibly find about you online and then seeing if you're associated with perfectly legal activities and then all of a sudden you get a scarlet letter put on you and then you're booted off the platform Geez, I wonder if all my work in the uh, sexuality field will get me booted out of there. Maybe. I have no <laughs> idea. We're going to have to see. But it's interesting oh, because no. now sex trade workers are coming forward, people who have either been in adult films or are professional dominatrix. They're saying that they're getting uh, kicked off the platform and they can no longer rent a room using Airbnb. Wow. And it's interesting because many people who participate in the adult industry usually use a stage name. Mm -hmm. And they say like they would go on and they would make a new profile with their legal name, like on their driver's license. Right. And the platform was still able to identify them really? as the person participating in pornography or other adult industry related activities. Jason, Dr. Behrman, what is the message behind this exactly? Well, what like what's with the warning to us? We have here. It's like, well, first of all, this is the canary in the coal mine. Whenever we have new forms of oppression that emerge in society, quite often we target a select few vulnerable groups in society True. first. Mm -hmm. Almost always throughout history, you could find this this pattern again and again. The first people we often target are sex trade workers and LGBTQ populations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And lo and behold, look at what we're seeing here. We here. Go. Right. So. Okay, so watch what you post online. Watch like what? What are we? What? What's the warning here? I say we definitely need to have more regulations on this front because it doesn't make sense for a large corporation to be targeting a whole bunch of people Absolutely. Uh, and excluding them from economic opportunities because you cannot like be a host probably mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also like you cannot gain access to affordable you know hotel like lodging when mm -hmm. you travel just because of your career. 
Right. You know, like, or right. something that you may have done, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. Right. And you no longer are part of the adult industry. But, like, will this algorithm be able to figure that out? Obviously not. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So that's a lot of power. And a lot of people are calling this RoboCop-style predictive enforcement. So you're already, like, guilty of something before you've even, like, committed a faulty act, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought in our advanced societies everybody's innocent until proven guilty yeah, right no. <laughs> not with algorithms not, not in the court of uh of algorithms and and in in this with all this artificial intelligence and and what people have access to i guess i didn't realize and maybe m many of us didn't realize that people are taking these like so many bits of information mm -hmm and deciding for us like and and attaching it to us that's the thing that's the scary part so you know you mentioned like those facebook things how many times you know which color best describes you and which you know what six in the city what, character are you whatever yeah. it is getting information about you from those simple things that are put out there as oh here's something fun like mm -hmm. what animal do you identify with and what mm -hmm. whatever it is and then it's being used do we not have any like I, is that in the 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 small writing that it says we can sell this information? Like how I don't understand how that's even allowed. Well, like I described time and time again, one of the worst culprits for this problem are uh, dating apps. We find multiple studies show that dating apps collect so much information on you, and a lot of it you don't even know is going on. Like there's a lot of information people know that they willingly divulge on the app, such as their sexual orientation, whether or not they consume drugs, how many dates they go on uh, on average on uh, on a month. Not whether they are like married or single mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that's information we voluntarily give to these corporations. Right. We don't realize how much we actually voluntarily yeah. give every time you sign in somewhere or asked a few questions or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up, uh, we're going to talk about finding your ideal genetic match. Uh, we've got lots to cover here with Dr. Jason Behrman on our sex tech From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Where sex and technology merge. Here on the program, Dr. Jason Behrman is here for our sex tech segment. We've been talking about Airbnb and uh, them like going into extreme... Uh, um, Background checks. Yeah, background checks using artificial intelligence, like like extreme, um, to uh, weed out basically what they deem to be undesirables, mm -hmm. and uh, they deem sex workers to be undesirable. And this this person writes in: This software is a good thing. Let's be honest. Bad people are going to be offended by this, but good people are going to appreciate it because we don't want to have contact with bad people. But now you're judging people as bad mm -hmm. based on. Uh, a career it, choice uh, rather than an actual a action. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, now, someone else wants to know, could your guest please explain what Airbnb is exactly and what does the abbreviation stand for, as well as what's the difference between regular and Airbnb rentals exactly? Okay, so Airbnb, like the B&B &B part is for bed and breakfast, and I recall from... 
I don't know where, but the the air part uh, stands for for air mattresses because the co-founders had this idea that you know you you could go on to their site and you could find a couch to surf on if you were visiting a city or like a spare air mattress somewhere, right. and that the people who were hosting you can make some spare cash on the side. That was the original purpose the original of Airbnb, purpose. right? It was yeah. like renting a room in your own home while you were there, or a spare couch, or a spare couch, oh. or or an air mattress or what have you. But what's interesting is it evolved. To, it evolved to, quickly, yeah, it expanded. To and people so. buying properties mm -hmm. and simply using them for uh, Airbnb purposes only. So Airbnb, what it is, is just a platform. It's a platform in e-commerce, they're very common, that connects sellers with buyers just like eBay or mm -hmm. Shopify or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it's a platform that connects uh, uh, sellers with buyers. And what is the buyer and the seller? Like, what is the transaction? It is a, a place to stay. And it's it's specifically for short-term short, short -term rentals, right. much like a hotel stay. Now, I have to tell you, I used it for, I've used them a couple of times. I used it in a, a trip to Greece. Mm -hmm. And we uh, found places that were far less expensive than a hotel stay, for mm -hmm. example, and we were two couples, so you get bigger, uh, you know, we you, we actually rented a villa in, in a village in in Greece, but I think it was only being used for that purpose, like I don't think anybody ever lived in it, but, no. um, you know, and then we had like some, an apartment, somebody gave us an apartment in like in Crete, for example, there you could tell somebody had maybe lived in it, but they usually keep them pretty stark, like mm. just the necessities and what have you. But a good experience overall, like the way that the the, the app works, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they did a background, I didn't get the sense that they did a background check on me. Maybe they did, I didn't know it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, because you, you do rate the, the host and the host can rate you. Yes, but there's a lot that's going on behind the curtain. That right, you never that's what yeah. I'm. That, that's what I'm thinking. Like mm -hmm. we don't even know uh, the rest of it that uh, that goes on. Mm -hmm. All right, finding your ideal uh, genetic match. Why do? What, what the hell is that? What do you mean? Like well, <laughs> I think you and the listeners already know that there's a dating app for practically everything under the sun. Yeah, like there are dating apps that will match you up based on your credit score. There oh, is are, there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So you know, <laughs> if you only want to date someone with a good credit history you know there's an app for that if you just want to date a farmer a fellow farmer for you like there's farmers dating which is a specific app there's like Seriously? just like jewish couple dating there's uh threesome apps there's like there's there's a dating app for whatever flavor you have wow now, there's a new one that's come out by uh, a pretty well-known and kind of eccentric uh, professor at harvard university his name is uh dr george church and he is uh oh, this like world-leading expert in genetics and molecular biology and so uh, with the cost of DNA sequencing uh, decreasing precipitously, it's pretty much becoming accessible for anyone to get their genome sequenced. And you can get all this information about like your inner workings and like the molecular basis of who you are. Uh -huh. And so he is proposing like, so like th this is the eccentric character. He, he was proposing that we may be able to bring uh, the woolly mammoth back to life <laughs> using a technology and stuff. Okay. So he has like yes, a we few need of these, the woolly mammoth. <laughs> these interesting ideas. So he's actually proposed that it's like Jurassic Park. <laughs> exactly. So he's actually proposing that we, we may be able to use uh, uh, genome sequencing, and you could use this. It could be incorporated within an app in a, in a private kind of way that's kind of confidential, and it will it will kind match of. you. Well, it, you could keep it like uh, private, uh -huh. but it will match you with people that it deems you to be compatible. With
with based on your risks of having children together that may have inherited a genetic disease. Okay. So it will see, and they say it would not find, it will not tell you who you're not compatible with. It will just tell you who you are compatible with. And so what it is, is that um, you, it would not match you with someone that is also a carrier of cystic fibrosis, for example. So right. if both of you are carriers, it would say like, hmm, maybe that's not a good idea. Right. Or if you have some other kind of inherited genetic disease that is like very, very detrimental to the child or whatnot. Right. So, huh. so instead, of, instead of going to a geneticist, which is what we would normally do. Or family ca genetic a, counseling a genetic for example counselor. okay so that that sounds kind of okay but like a lot of people got up in arms over this because okay. they're like okay aren't you just kind of proposing a contemporary form of eugenics oh. and like aren't we going down a slippery slope where we're going to like marginalize people with disabilities or people who may be carriers of certain kinds of like common genetic disorders out there and mm -hmm. saying like oh you're all of a sudden untouchable and um there's a really good uh, bioethicist uh, her name is dr vardit ravitsky uh we were colleagues actually uh, oh. back in the day during my, my doctorate she's at the uh, université de montréal and she has spoken a lot about this and she says that uh, these fears of this app being some like new form, uh, this new DNA-based uh, dating app is not some new form of uh, scary eugenics. She says that we do this already to a large extent in today's medicine. So, for example, there's been a nonprofit organization just uh, since 1983 for the uh, Jewish community for Tay-Sachs, yeah, for guess. Ashkenazi yeah. Mm -hmm. and Sephardi Jewish people to help screen them for Tay-Sachs for family mm -hmm. planning reasons mm -hmm. and also for uh, cystic fibrosis and mm -hmm. other inherited genetic diseases in. Iceland, uh, they have um, like an open ledger, a public ledger and a dating app that's associated with it to make sure that uh, because their population is so small, mm -hmm. uh, to, you could like screen someone when you first start dating with them to see if you have any kind of family lineage that you uh, share. Yeah, especially in small towns that would, I mm -hmm. guess, like, oh, you're like my long lost cousin cousin yeah. or half brother mm -hmm. or whatever it is and we also do this on a on a for, for like a high-tech uh, fertility kind of interventions where you could do a pre-implantation genetic diagnosis so this is when you get in vitro mm -hmm. you could screen the embryos that you make to see if they have uh, common genetic maladies and also even when you're pregnant there are um, slightly invasive tests now where you could get some tissue from the the, the, the uterus of mm -hmm. uh, the fetus as it's uh, developing and you could do a screen on that and if you find a, a like a really serious genetic uh, disorder you would you can have the choice as a woman to terminate that pregnancy right and so, so we're already basically we're already doing this in, in many different ways it's just my I guess my worry and the concern of someone else here like what about personality traits does the DNA determine such compatibilities as well that can come up too like how do we know how far this is going to go I think is a is a good question well coming up um, we can talk about eugenics and genetic matches and such but I also want to find out about an app that where you can analyze your own sperm at home for what purpose we'll find out with uh, Dr. Jason Behrman on our sex tech segment with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Tonight we've been talking about uh, how Airbnb is uh, using uh, all kinds of our information to weed out and give you a score. We also are uh, 
talked about uh, genetic matching. Um, somebody wants, you know, there's an app for that too. Mm-hmm. There's an app for everything. And one person asked, so can personality traits actually be determined via DNA? We are not there yet. No, 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 no. That's yeah. not at all what we were implying. Uh, the, the, the genetic matching is based off of well-characterized, very well-known genetic uh, markers, uh, right? diseases yeah. and markers that, that we've known for a very long time. So that, that is quite feasible today to do right. that kind of matching. So our passion poet weighs in. He uh, writes a little something for us. Finding your true match. No apps can help much there. Artificial intelligence has no feelings and no emotion to share. You can easily make a checklist and follow it to a T, but nothing can replace real contact, so you date and wait and see. It takes time to get acquainted. Maybe love is in the air. No app can tell you how you feel. An app can only compare. But it's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? And uh, maybe it is a good idea if you know that you you have a, a, a genetic difference in your family that has uh, killed, you know, close family members. And, you know, you have to be out on guard uh, when you consider making a family. You know, sometimes apps like this can be, you know, very helpful to these people. I guess it's when it's taken further to, like you said, you know, now... Uh, if we find a genetic marker for uh, autism uh, or autism uh, or ADD uh, yeah. or or something else, mm-hmm. how how far will it go? Because we're 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 learning more and more about the, our genetics and yeah. and w- what is genetic and what is not. Uh, this person writes in uh, before we get to our sperm. Um, I heard about an app based upon facial recognition where merely snapping a pic of someone's face will automatically give you all their personal info, including health records and home address. I'd like to know more about this app and whether it's restricted to authorities or equally available to companies and the general public alike. And if it can equally be used, even if you never posted anything, about yourself on social media via government records as well. Okay, that would be scary. Okay, so uh, I don't think they can get all that information on you, but on past episodes on Passion, I did speak uh, several times about facial recognition technology and how people can snap a picture of you and do a a search and find your social media profiles, for example. And this was used as a means to uh, target and harass uh, sex trade workers and escorts Mm -hmm. and people participating in pornography. Um, There is a new company that's been in the headlines lately called Clarity AI, and And uh, hundreds upon hundreds of police forces uh, throughout North America have been using this as a way to find criminals. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, it will scour the Internet for, you know, through billions upon billions of of images and it can identify you. Now, who has access to this technology? It's like I, I cannot tell you who does and does not exactly have access to this technology. It's out there. It's getting better and better every day. Can authoritarian governments use this to oppress people? Absolutely. Absolutely. China mm-hmm. is doing this today uh, mm-hmm. with the Uyghur population, for example. Is it something of concern? This is absolutely of concern. And like I keep saying that, you know, sex trade workers and escorts and people like that, they're the canary in the coal mine because we always target those populations first for oppression, but it slowly creeps into the general population. So right. I want everybody to be concerned about uh, the abuse of this technology. Right. Another uh, texter says, I don't necessarily agree with eugenics on a whole. However, I don't plan on ever having kids as someone who suffers from severe anxiety and depression and can see those traits in my parents. So maybe it's not the worst thing. 
So that's an individual decision. But again, I'm not sure that we would be able to see genetically a marker for anxiety or depression, even though we know it's familial in many cases. They can... Oh, it's also very environmental in exactly. many, many so other you can cases. Be, you can be predisposed <laughs> and never develop something but or you can be predisposed and um the environment tips and, you over it, then the environment tips you over exactly mm -hmm. or events or what have you so we have to be very careful when we mm -hmm. when we go down uh that that particular uh, rabbit hole so what's going on with analyzing your sperm at home like why would you want to do that exactly <laughs> so this is one of the worst public health crises that no one talks about but throughout <laughs> the world men uh, around the world, their sperm counts have been decreasing significantly, and it's like pretty steady. It's Why? almost like clockwork. What's we going don't on? know what's going on, but there's something about the environment we live in and the days we live in today that is causing sperm counts to drop. And it's really remarkable. This is a trend we've been witnessing since like the 70s. Scientists have been. Uh, uh, hmm. documenting this and this is uh, it's starting to get a little worrisome where it's like oh my gosh all these men are, are slowly becoming could it or, be or having problems with infertility and they could think it could be es estrogenic compounds in the environment oh. due to um uh you know like a contamination of, of waterways with too much birth control oh or, my goodness or with uh, plastic compounds uh, these are all hypotheses uh, what I, about I laptops so. on your lap oh no people are saying yeah, the one <laughs> Um, what? Yes? No? Warming up those testicles? It seems, I, I don't think like people in far-flung areas like northern Scotland where they're noticing like huge decreases in sperm Not, counts, yeah. like it, it seems a little bit odd. Okay. Well, anyways... The other thing that's that's uh, not talked about so much is the fact that um, all these rough, tough guys out there, many of them are scared as heck to go see a doctor to see <laughs> any kind of health problem they may have. So anyways, there's a company out there that's like found a solution to both of these problems, and it's called YoSpermTest.com. So Y-O, SpermTest.com. Okay. You get a little kit, and uh, it's an adapter and a slide. And um, two cups, uh, you could do two tests, by the way, and it plugs into your smartphone or your PC, mm -hmm. but primarily your smartphone. This is FDA tested and cl really? went through clinical trials. Okay. This is legit. And uh, you produce a sample, you, you ejaculate into a cup, and you mix it with some pretty common uh, compounds, a, a solution to dilute it, and you put a drop on a slide. Mm -hmm. You insert it into the little uh, adapter that they, they send you, and you okay. plug it into your smartphone, and it actually videotapes your sperm swimming around wow. and in a few minutes it will give you an assessment of how many motile or like you know moving swimming sperm yeah. you have and it will give you a comparison with the population and it will say like low moderate or you know everything's fine with you and this is pretty awesome because it's another yet another example of bringing sexual health services to people through a smartphone and yeah and at home so they don't home. have to go to a fertility clinic necessarily until mm -hmm. they find out they could do this at home you could do it at home so you don't have to use all those uh, healthcare uh, limited resources in healthcare right. to go see a specialist you could do this assessment yourself and then you could go see a specialist if you get like a result repeatedly where it's like wow you have really low sperm count maybe this is one of the reasons why you're having trouble starting a family or if you plan on starting a family in the future this could very well be a problem mm -hmm. yeah. so seek other healthcare services what's the cost of that kind of thing oh you know what i actually didn't look at the cost um, i'd be curious have. to know like but, versus you know going to uh 
uh, a clinic or having that test done, I'm sure. So it's yoursperm.test.com, and I looked at all like their instructions, and it's it's pretty straightforward. And they say um, like not only do you get an evaluation or an assessment of like your, your the health of your sperm or something, they say you could watch the video of your sperm swimming around <laughs> afterwards, and they say that <laughs> that clients particularly enjoy that aspect of the of, of the app for some. How reason. exciting to it's watch like, your sperm swim around! <laughs> uh, just a couple of texts here. Uh, the app that was called Clarity. It was Clarity, Clarity AI. AI. That yeah. was the app. And uh, someone else said GMOs, preservatives in food, tight underwear, all reduce sperm count. So I don't no, know. GMOs have to, don't not GMOs, right? Okay. Sperm count, no. Right. Mm. I think it's like you said, the estrogen. Anyway, that's. Uh, that means we gotta go. Yeah, we do yeah. have to go. It's fun again. It's always too short. I know, but hey, next month we'll uh, tackle uh, some more issues that uh, that come up. Nothing too scary today, well, aside from the Airbnb thing. But well, you know, <laughs> you know, um, for all the listeners out there, please uh, write in to Lori and um, ask us questions if you want to know more about some aspect of technology and how it's influencing love, sex, and relationships. I will do my best to research those uh, questions you have that would and be find great. solutions. Actually, those are would make great topics. So mm-hmm. if you have topic ideas that you want Jason uh, to cover, let's do it. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jason Behrman. You can find him on Facebook, on social media. You can find me as well on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Uh, thank you all for spending time with us. Thank you for your text. The thanks to Brian Callisar and Nicole in Master Control tonight. Uh, coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.